Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog almost every day over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. Deslobification is my journey to get myself um, or get my home under control. Um, cleaning and organizing don't come naturally to me. I'm a project person. I like big projects with big results with a beginning, a middle, and an end. And um, doing the dishes really has no end because as soon as we do them, then my family eats again. I know. So ridiculous. Anyway, so they eat again and then I have to do them again. And so it never ends. And so this um, whole disobification process has been a big journey for me of accepting and realizing what I have to do that does not come naturally to me. That's not the first thing that occurs to me in order to keep my house under control and livable. Um, but I share that over there with complete honesty. Um, if you want to look for show notes, this is podcast number 20. Yes, I have officially at the end of this been blabbing for 10 hours now on podcasts. Um, but thanks for listening. If this is your first time to listen, I encourage you um, to go, you know, I hope all of these have um, can stand alone on their own. But uh, if you want to know my personal slob story, basically how it is that I have come to not only write about my personal struggles with keeping my house under control, but also um, podcast about it and make videos and all that. That's been a big journey. This is not something I'm proud of, but it ha is somehow where I've ended up. So um, anyway, if you want to hear that whole background story, you can go back to the first six or seven podcasts where I tell all that in detail. Um, but thanks for joining me today. Like I said, this is podcast number 20. You can go to aslobcomesclean.com slash podcasts with an S. And there you will find um, the show notes for this. And what that means is, as I mention something in the podcast, I try to remember that I mentioned it. And I will link within those show notes back to um, posts that I've written on my blog over the last four and a half, almost five years um, that you know, kind of go into that in a little bit more detail. Uh, you can also go to a slobcomesclean.com slash connect. And that is where you can find links to all of my social media channels. I'm everywhere on the internet, just about, uh, Facebook, especially we're at 48,000 Facebook fans, which is just kind of crazy. But I hope that that shows you the way that it shows me that, um, there are a lot of people who can identify with um, the struggles that I share and that others share uh, there on the Facebook page and on, on the blog. So hope you'll join me there. Okay, today we're going to talk about weekly cleaning tasks, which is um, something that I personally have always had questions, used to have questions about, about how to get that under control. Um, but we're also at the end, I'm going to try answering a reader question that um, Andrea left me on um, over on the blog this week and asked me to answer it in a podcast. And I will try to do that here at the end. But let's talk about um, weekly cleaning tasks. Weekly cleaning tasks, in my mind, are the things that I have always known should be done weekly, such as cleaning bathrooms, mopping the floor, um, dusting and vacuuming, um, laundry, you know, those big tasks that have to be done 
but that aren't necessarily something that you do a big, huge thing every day. Now, I know there's, you know, you can, some people wipe down the bathroom every single day. I don't do that. I think it is on my daily clean, my daily task list, but I personally do not do it every single day. Usually, um, some people might mop every day, crazy people, but anyway, um, but those are the, you know, the main things that you need to do, the things that you, that I would think of when I thought of having a clean house, that is what I thought of were these big tasks like that. And so I always knew that those should be done once a week. Um, but it was overwhelming for me to do that. Uh, you know, I would, I would try and I would do great, but it was always just so random. And I usually ended up cleaning my bathroom right before people came over, you know, and then we're going to use that bathroom. That's when I would clean the bathroom or, um, you know, I might just do it based on inspiration. Like, okay, I've got to get my house clean. My house is out of control. I've got to get my house clean. So I'm going to clean the bathroom, mop the kitchen floor and, um, dust and vacuum and all that kind of stuff. But the problem was there was clutter everywhere. And so those things took a really, really long time. And so it was a huge and daunting and overwhelming thing to think of even dusting because when every surface that's flat and could possibly cover, be covered in stuff is covered in stuff, well then dusting isn't just dusting. It's for me, you know, decluttering first so that I can get to the surfaces that I needed to dust. Um, so weekly cleaning tasks were just kind of this enigma, you know, for me, this thing out there that I didn't understand. I hope that was the right use of enigma, but anyway. Um, okay. So I knew that. I knew that weekly cleaning tasks were the thing. Um, I also knew that I needed a routine. I always just craved this idea of a routine. When my husband and I first got married, we were um, both teaching, and he um, he had always been kind of a routine kind of a guy. He had his routines. Well, then I came into his life, and I was the woman of total spontaneity. And uh, our first two years of marriage were really, really fun. We had a great time, but I was a little bit needy. I had just moved back from Thailand. Um, Our whole dating time was when I was working over in Thailand. We were friends before that, so it's not like we met on the internet or anything, but, which is fine if you did, but, um, but, you know, our, basically we talked over the internet for two years before we got married. So I came back and I was very needy. I mean, he basically got out of his workout routine because I I mean, this sounds really bad, but I mean, I could not bear the thought of him leaving me for an hour and a half to go work out when we got home from work. I mean, even though we drove home from work together, I just, anyway, so it was, it was a, it was a fun time. It was a great time, but we had no routine early in our marriage. Well, we have, um, I mean, I have proof of this in writing because every year on our anniversary, we, uh, write in a journal and we started this our first year. And I just wanted to have something, you know, to commemorate each year and our growth and our marriage and everything. So, um, a little blank book and we wrote in there all kinds of different things. You know, we would do a list of things that we've learned about each other, list of, um, you know, places that we've been that year, you know, people who came and stayed in our home, which in those first couple of years, no one did. We lived in an apartment near family. So nobody ever stayed there hardly. Um, thankfully, cause it was always a mess, but, uh, Anyway, so we, we would, you know, write in this, this journal and we still do, you know, which is kind of funny because in the beginning, those first three or four years, I mean, our lists of things we had learned about each other were so long. I mean, we could just, we would go back and forth, you know, okay, this is something he learned about me. This is something I learned about him. And we, I mean, the list was just 
pages long because you're we were learning so much about each other from being married. Um, now, 15 years later, we're like, oh my goodness, what do we have to think of? Okay, okay. But I, I will say this little sidetrack, but one thing that has really meant a lot to me is a couple of years ago, he said, um, he said, now, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but um, I've learned that, um, that there really is something wrong with you. <laughs> and I did not take it the wrong way because what he meant, he explained, was he said, you know, it, it was after I'd started writing my blog and I was really working on getting our house under control and he was reading my blog. And so he was understanding me more because he saw inside my brain and how all this worked. He said, you know, he said, it has helped me so much to learn that this really is how your brain works, that it's not intentional that you just don't clean the house or you just, you know, leave piles here and there. You don't do that intentionally because you don't care. You do care. It's just a real honest struggle for you. And that, that was a big moment for me, for him to say that. But anyway, that's kind of a sidetrack, you know, there. But, you know, I am a big fan of being purposeful in your marriage and being purposeful about talking about things. And, and that journal has talked about, has, has done that for us, accomplished that for us. But another thing in the journal that we would always do is do a goal. You know, we would do goals for the next year. And these are not like, you know, the huge intense goals that some people do. Uh, But we would, we would do goals. We'd say, okay, this is what we would like to have to do over the next year. This is our goal. And for the first two years our goal was develop a routine. We had none. And I blamed our state of our home, our weight, everything on that lack of routine. I mean, we just had no routine and, and we were just, we were working, you know, I was a theater arts teacher. And so I would stay up and be at school late and working on plays and all that kind of stuff. So, um, we just had none and we wanted to develop a routine. Well, once we had our first child and I stayed home, um, you know, I, I actually am a very routined person and I was the mom who my kids took naps at the exact same time every day. We had a routine. We did, um, everything was based around that routine. I mean, I was an extremely routined mother of infants. I mean, that was my thing. I was not a loosey goosey, you know, which is great, but my personality is actually, I loved that, you know, creating that. Okay. My kids know, that we eat breakfast now. And then after breakfast, we do this. It's just that cleaning wasn't necessarily part of that routine is the thing. But during that time, I did um, get into a cleaning routine where I would clean the bathrooms one day a week. I would do laundry on one day a week. Um, I would dust and vacuum another day of the week. And I got to where I was excited that I was having those things done. I felt like, okay, finally, our bathrooms are clean on a regular basis, which makes a huge difference, except that our overall home was still a huge disaster. So even though I was cleaning the bathroom every week, and even though I had laundry under control, um, our house was still a total disaster. And that was frustrating to me because it was like, well, I'm doing the things I'm supposed to be doing. I'm cleaning regularly. And yet my house is still a complete mess. Um, and fast forward, you know, several years of kind of Lucy goose, you know, did that for a while. And then our schedules changed and I, it didn't work anymore to do it on the days that I had and everything was gone. And, you know, so going through years of trying different ways to do that versus, 
um, when I finally started the blog and I said, okay, whatever it is that I've ever thought I needed to do to get my house under control didn't work. It just didn't. That's the reality. My house was still a disaster. And so um, I said, I'm going to forget about that. I'm just going to worry about keeping the kitchen under control. And that's what I did. You know, if you've listened to other podcasts or read the blog, you know that that is the beginning of everything for me was keeping the kitchen under control, which turned into developing daily habits. And it finally helped me see that it really, unfortunately, is not about the big cleaning tasks. It's not about weekly bathroom cleaning, even though that's important. Keeping the house under control as a whole is about me doing my daily habits, my daily tasks. That's what's important. Um, I even remember uh, when I, one of the times that I tried a certain method um, that has a lot of great, wonderful things to it. Um, Some of you might have heard of it before, but it has to do with a shiny sink. But I had really tried that for a while. But I remember getting so... um, you know, I tried it for maybe a week and then I was like, but, but tell me when to clean my bathrooms. Tell me when to clean my, when do I clean my shower? You know, and I didn't, um, I think I even wrote an email and it never got answered, but which I understand now. So if you've written me an email, I actually try to respond to all emails, but sometimes if it's a crazy week and I don't respond right away, they get kind of lost back down in the bottom. So feel free to email me again if it was something really important and I missed it. But, um, anyway, the, um, you know, I couldn't quite wrap my brain around it. Well, when I started my blog and I started doing things, I said, I'm just going to worry about developing one habit at a time. I am not going to overwhelm myself with some big, long daily checklist. I am just going to do one thing at a time. I'm going to do this until it feels natural and then go. And what I started to see was that my home as a whole was looking like that clean home in my dreams. You know, the one that I had always thought I would only achieve by cleaning the bathrooms and dusting and vacuuming more. It really wasn't about those big cleaning tasks. It was about the daily small tasks. Um, And the reason I go on and on about that when I'm supposed to be talking about weekly cleaning tasks is just for perspective, just to understand that um, the weekly cleaning tasks are not the answer to all of your problems. It's the daily habits that are the answer to all of your problems. Um, if that makes any sense. But, you know, somebody might, I mean, I've, I've known people who say, oh, you know, I, I never clean my house. And yet you walk in their house and it always looks perfect. And that's because they do the daily tasks. You know, they, those things come naturally to them. And so their house always looks perfectly fine. Maybe, you know, maybe there's more grime in the shower than they would want. But, um, you know, those daily habits are the thing, the thing that makes the biggest difference. But the truth is you do have to do weekly cleaning tasks. You do have to do, um, cleaning tasks that, uh, you know, the big things like cleaning the bathroom and, um, and all that kind of stuff. So after about six months of blogging, I, um, I had been adding a new weekly task every single Sunday. Like I would say, okay, I feel like I've gotten such and such under control, like maybe sweeping the kitchen floor. So, so I'm going to add this other thing. And I basically based that on, and this is my advice I give people, is what drove me the craziest. And I just solved that problem every day for a week, even though once I solved it, it felt like, oh, I shouldn't have to do that for a while. And I said, no, I'm going to solve it again the next day and solve it again the next day. And then I would find ways that that worked in our home for our family as long as I did that. Well, 
um, I was, I had been adding cleaning tests and sometimes it would take me a long time. And laundry was one of those. I, I really tried the whole one load a day method and that absolutely did not work for me. Um, because I would just leave it in the washer. You know, I forget about it. If I couldn't just be focused on it, it wasn't something I was good at coming back to later in the day to then change over. It just didn't work for me and my personality, which it does work for a lot of people. So I think it's a great method if it works for you. Um, but I said, okay, I've got to, you know, so I would have that as a week, a weekly, I mean, a daily task that I would try several weeks. So it wasn't like I had, you know, 25 different tasks that I come up with, but I basically was trying to add something new to work on that was a daily habit every single week. Well, after about six months, I, I realized, okay, I can't do this forever. I mean, there comes a point where my house is looking so much better as long as I do these cleaning tabs, these daily habits. Um, you know, and I can't just add a new one every single week because there comes a point where I've, I've got them all. I said, well, I'm going to add them as I come up with them, as there's something else that I need to tackle. But I felt like it was time to start working on weekly cleaning tasks on the big stuff because the truth was I was doing daily tasks and my house was looking amazingly better. But I did not have any kind of a routine down um, for the weekly cleaning tasks. Just it, it wasn't happening. You know, I would do it and I would do it randomly um, because I generally had, you know, a little bit more time in my day for stuff like that. Um, because I didn't have to declutter everything first. You know, I, I actually could dust and vacuum much more easily because my house was under control and it wasn't just a huge explosion everywhere. I could mop the floor pretty easily because I was sweeping it daily, which meant I didn't have to first, you know, take those grocery sacks that have been sitting there on the floor with one can of beans left in them. Um, I didn't have to take that, all that kind of stuff, you know, and get rid of that before I could sweep and then mop, I could just mop because my floor was being swept every day. Um, so, you know, I was able to fit those things in, but they still felt very random. And so I went back to what had worked for me on big cleaning tasks earlier in, you know, my life after having kids and being a a mom at home full time. I said, okay, I'm going to do this, um, the way that it did work for me at one point in my life. And that was to assign, a major cleaning task to one day of the week. Um, and by doing that, as it tends to work for me and everything, um, once I did that over time, I started to realize why that works for me personally. Now, um, I am more, I will say I'm a little bit more now in the, um, having to do a lot of cleaning in one day because, um, you know, I'm, basically working full time on my blog. And so I do what I can throughout the week, but then a lot of times on the weekend, I will have to spend two or three hours, you know, doing all that. And so that that's fine. Um, but for me, the cleaning tasks, uh, being assigned to a day helps me for different reasons. And the main reason that it helps me is I suffer from what I call TPAD, which is time passage awareness disorder. And that means that, um, I can go a really long time just thinking in my head, wow, I really need to clean my bathroom. Wow. I really need to clean my bathroom. I need to get to that at some point, but knowing that Tuesdays are bathroom cleaning days helps me to think of it every week and to have a better idea of how long it has been. So I say Tuesdays are bathroom cleaning days. So 
you know, I try, and like I said, sometimes I have to just fit it in on the weekend, but I try to take, um, Tuesday morning and go through my bathroom. Some days, some weeks I actually have time to do like a really major scrubbing. Other weeks I have time to just do a good wipe down and that's it. That's all I have time. But because I have assigned bathroom cleaning to Tuesdays, as long as I'm home on a Tuesday, it actually enters my mind that I need to clean the bathroom instead of just being a nagging thought in the back of my brain. Um, that, wow, I should clean bathrooms sometime soon. No, it's like a, a stopping point where I go, oh, it's Tuesday, Tuesday's bathroom cleaning day. I need to do this. If I'm out volunteering at my kid's school, or if I have some major thing going on that I'm working on, um, at least it helps me say, oh, wow, it's Tuesday. Um, I can't get to it today, but the next Tuesday it's like, oh, well now I, I know for a fact that it's been two weeks since I cleaned my bathroom. Okay. And sometimes I know it's been three weeks and I think, wow, I can't remember the last Tuesday that I cleaned my bathroom. I have got to do this today. So for some reason, having that, um, assigned to a day means that cleaning the bathroom is not some ambiguous thing in my time passage awareness disorder. You know, it's not something in my brain that I go, yeah, I need to do that. When was that? And I can think, oh, wow. Okay, no, last Tuesday I was volunteering at the school, and the Tuesday before that I had a conference call that um, was in the morning, and so I'm pretty sure I never got to it, and then the Tuesday before, oh, wow, I've got to clean the bathroom, and so it just helps to combat that time passage awareness disorder that I have. I hope that makes sense. Um, And then, uh, you know, dusting and vacuuming. I do that on Friday. Why? Because we have home groups on Sunday night, and so if I can get that done on Friday, then I feel pretty confident that I can just touch up on Sundays, um, you know, being able, you know, just touch up on Sundays before people come over. Um, And then uh, Monday is laundry day for me. I have a whole podcast on that. If you're anti-laundry day, I totally understand. I used to be too. Um, But for me and my personality, it is the thing that works the best. I mean, I can say with confidence now that I have laundry under control. That doesn't mean I don't have weeks where, things get a little out of whack, but as a whole, I have laundry under control. And that's a big deal for me because laundry used to be a huge, huge, um, you know, problem for me. But, um, you know, getting to those, having that and knowing that, okay, today's laundry day. So I'm going to do laundry today. Um, that helps me keep those things from ever getting completely and totally out of control the way they used to. However, like I said, those daily tasks are more important because having those daily tasks done means that I can quickly mop the floor because I don't have to first declutter the kitchen floor. Um, I can just mop the floor. Um, you know, if I'm, if I'm checking the bathroom for clutter daily, then I can just go in and clean the bathroom. I don't have to first, um, get, everything decluttered, you know, which adds another 15, 30 minutes to the overwhelming, you know, the already icky, yucky task that you don't want to do of cleaning the bathroom. So it's the daily habits that allow weekly habits to really have an effect. Okay. Um, I have a post on this and I have a printable, um, checklist where you can do your own weekly tasks. Uh, the four that I do, the four that I have designated today's are, uh, Monday is my laundry day. Tuesday is my 
um, bathroom cleaning day. Wednesday is my errands day, so I don't have anything for that. Um, Thursday is my mopping day, which I have not done in a while, I'll be honest. Uh, and Friday is my um, dusting and vacuuming day. So by having those assigned to different days, I know that it also helps me too when I know I have something big coming up over the weekend. I can say, well, as long as I will just get my weekly cleaning tasks done out over the course of this week, then I'm going to be ready for whatever it is that's coming up, people coming over or, um, you know, a small party. Now, usually I do more detailed cleaning for something big, but okay. I, um, like I said, I have a post on that that explains how I do all that. And it has printable checklists that you can get and go to my website, a slob comes clean.com. And, uh, up at the top, you will see a little, um, category that says printable checklists and that'll take you to it. And I'll also link to it in the show notes for podcast number 20. Okay. I'm going to go over a little bit because I do want to answer Andrea's question and let me read to you a portion of her question. It is, Oh, did I really, I really did. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to paraphrase it because I thought I had it pulled up on my computer and I didn't. Oh, I do. Sorry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you tell I don't edit these anyway? So Andrea is in the military or her husband is in the military and they are going to be moving. They're a military family. She says, I have a special request for a podcast. We're a military family who are about to be sent over to Germany. This is my first real PCS. And in parentheses, she says the fancy schmancy term for a military ordered move. And I am coming to grips with the fact that we will be giving up our 2000 plus square foot house with generous, if not overstuffed closets and garage for a much quainter European home that could be as small as 1300 square feet with feet, sorry, with no closets or garage and minimal cellar attic storage. The weight of their stuff matters as well as they're allotted only 9,000 pounds of household goods. And then they will have to pay four pounds over that. So it actually pays her financially to ditch clutter as much clutter as possible. So, um, she asks that I talk about this in a podcast. Now here's where I give the disclaimer that I generally try to only talk about things that I personally have done. Like I try to personally share what I'm doing or not doing my own struggles because I, you know, it's, there's one thing to say, oh, this is what I would do versus this is what I actually did and how it worked. Um, but I do, I think, you know, obviously I'm very thankful for Andrea and her family as they, um, you know, are making this, this sacrifice for them, you know, to go overseas. And I do want to help as much as I can. So I'm going to tell you just what has come to my mind. And this is based on my own decluttering. I have not moved since, um, starting my blog, which I'm very thankful for, I would like, we would like to find a, you know, a house with a little pond or something like that, but who knows when that will happen. It could be 30 years or never. Um, but, uh, just some things that I've thought of based on just in general, um, what I've learned about decluttering, uh, things that might, might help for, help her. Um, and one of the things that she said at the end of her comment in her question was, um, she says, uh, 
and perspective. I do have to keep reminding myself that my efforts are about cutting the absolute sinking feeling of complete overwhelm at the other end of the move. Expecting that when I unpack our house, it will be perfectly clutter-free and zen-like is being dishonest about my slob brain and the personalities of my family members. Um, So I think she has a good perspective on realizing that this isn't a solve everything at once, but it is really a, a great opportunity. I mean, to think of your stuff in pounds Wow, that's kind of crazy. Um, but my encouragement would be to go for the ideal, okay? And what I mean by that would be um, think bare minimum. You know, for me, as I declutter more and more, I realize how much better we function as a family with less stuff. Um, and every time I declutter, I, I love my home more. And I love, you know, how we are able to live more with the less, you know, fewer items within our house. So I would encourage you to, you know, think bare minimum and an idea that I would have, and I would love to get comments within the podcast notes for, for podcast number 20, um, from those of you who've, who've been through this and have had to do this, uh, but to think of your needs first to see, can you pack up the things that you absolutely need instead of just thinking, I'm looking at all this stuff and I have to decide from here what stuff I want to leave and what stuff I want to keep and just say, okay, what is it that I absolutely am going to need in Germany? And I read something uh, several years ago where someone talked about a cabin mentality, Um, meaning, you know, would I have this in a cabin by the lake? You know, when you go somewhere and uh, it's got a little kitchenette and it just has the basics that you need. It has as many plates as there are places for people to sleep within it. You know, you're, they're not expecting you to have, you know, everything you would ever need for any entertaining situation. That's just, you know, just your absolute basics. Um, so be thinking, what is it that we basically could just get by on? What could we survive on? Meaning, um, you know, like one skillet, one soup pot and one saucepan. Could you survive on that? Um, probably, you know, it might be a little bit difficult, but instead of thinking of all the things we might use while we're there, what are the absolute basics that we might need? And see, can you go ahead and pack those up first? Um, you know, two sets of cutlery, two sets of, you know, spoons, forks, and knives. I was just going to say spoons and sporks, but anyway, um, but you know, can you say, you know, just what we can do to get through a day, um, or, you know, what, you know, one utensil per pot, you know, think of how can I get this as, as down to the most basics that I possibly can. These are the things that we absolutely have to survive, have to have to survive. Um, you know, enough dishes for one day. Um, what can we live on? And then pack those up, weigh that and see, okay, we can add in a few more things to get to this 9,000 pounds or whatever it is that your limit is. But, you know, instead of going with decluttering first, first picking out the things that we absolutely have to have just to make it, you know, and trying to keep that as minimal as possible before you start adding in some other things that might be nice to have. You know, the other question, and these are things that you didn't mention, but, you know, does that 9,000 pounds, does it include furniture or is it furnished? Um, when I moved to Thailand, this was a different thing. I mean, I moved into a furnished apartment and I, um, just, I mean, I didn't have any move. I didn't bring a container or anything like that. I just had my two suitcases, I think. Um, and yet I still had a lot of stuff to take over there. Um, 
but you know, it's the, it's the absolute basics of what could I get by with. And it really was fun. Of course I was single. So that automatically meant that I had more disposable income than somebody with kids and who's married. But, um, you know, it was fun just to add a few little things from, from there. You know, I enjoyed getting to go out and, and shop for a new comforter, you know, and I, that's actually the comforter we still have on our bed. It's just a blanket. Now we have other stuff on top of it, but, um, I, I love it. I mean, it just brings back so many memories cause I just, I loved buying that, you know, so what can you get over there? Um, I don't know what the prices are like over there. So that's definitely a consideration. Um, but you know, letting yourself know that, you know, you can, people in Germany survive. And so everything you need to survive is over there. And so is it really worth to worth it to pay to haul it over there of yours? Or would it be better to pay to just find out what you need while you're living there and then go and buy that? If that makes any sense. Um, with children, that's obviously another um, issue that, you know, is its own little thing. I have a post um, called Genghis Khan style decluttering. Uh, we went to a little museum thing, uh, and it was a blogging thing. So I needed to write about it, but I, I related it to my blog by, um, when we were decluttering my boy's room, uh, I gave them each a box and I said, you know, think about those kids that, um, lived that nomad lifestyle, you know, what it was like to be, um, moving from place to place. You can't pick up and haul all of your stuff everywhere you go. You know, I mean, that's, that's just does not fit with that lifestyle. So I said, you know, this box right here, could you carry it? Yes, they could. It was a small box. I said, I want you to choose the, the things that you would take if you had to carry it all by yourself in this box, fill up this box. And if it's really, really heavy, then you have to think, would you really want to carry that? Um, but you know, along those same lines of, of having, letting your children say, okay, I want you to choose your two or however many you decide your one, two, three, very favorite toys, the ones you can't possibly live without while we're in Germany. And then, um, you know, putting those in and tell them, say, if, if we have extra weight, I'll let you each choose one more thing. Uh, but you know, just to go with this way, you know, you choose your two favorite, favorite things. And I think that's the same thing, you know, for me personally, that helps is for me to say, this is what I need and then that helps me once I've taken out what I need, then when I look at everything else, I say, oh, this stuff didn't even make the cut. So do I really want to keep it? And sometimes as I go through it, I think, oh, yes, I have to have this. But it also helps me look at things a lot more and say, I have no desire to get that because it didn't make the cut. And now I look at it in a different light and I realize, oh, I don't want that. I don't need that. Um, so I hope that helps a little bit. And um, the other thing to think about, you know, and I like some of y'all who are listening might be able to help with this, but, you know, finding out things like um, bed dimensions and stuff like that. Is it worth taking sheets or not? Um, because if they're not going to fit the beds, then why would you, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and I think somebody else in the comments had mentioned, you know, check on your electronics and stuff like that. Um, you know, what kinds of things are going to be compatible and would make it worth taking, um, you know, what kind of furnishings will your house already have, if any, um, I hope that helps a little bit. Like I said, I, I feel funny answering a question that is not something I have personally actually done. Cause like I said, when I moved to Thailand, it was just me. And, um, you know, I stored a whole bunch of stuff that I look back now and I think, 
wow, why did I store that? Why did we pay for that to be stored for two years while I lived over there? Because most of it, I would say the vast majority of it has now been decluttered from my life. Um, but, uh, I think it's exciting. I think it's, I'm thankful that your family is willing to do this. Um, but I also think it's exciting. You know, it's a great opportunity to, um, to change, you know, to, to have things and, and to know that, okay, the less stuff we take over there, the easier it's going to be to maintain in that home. You know, the last thing you want to do is fit 2000 square feet worth of stuff into 1300 square feet. Um, but you know, just say the more bare minimum stuff that we have, you know, it's an adventure and it's going to be a whole lot easier to maintain because that's how it is for me. The less stuff I have, so much easier for me to keep it under control. So, um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you are able, I would love it if you would leave a review in iTunes, uh, that helps other people to find the podcast and I will be putting this one up today. Uh, if you have questions of your own, you know, that you would like me to talk about, and then I can also, um, have those in the show notes and see what other people, you know, ask, um, opinions that they have on that as well. Um, if you have questions that you would like me to answer in the podcast, feel free to um, just leave that comment. I see all comments that come through on my blog. So, um, you know, you can leave it on the podcast notes or send me an email at a slob comes clean at gmail.com. And I will try to get to get to it in a future podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye bye.